This is Reimagine Law, a podcast about legal education and careers to help students navigate their career choices. Welcome to this episode of Reimagine Law. And I'm delighted to be joined today by two colleagues from CMS in Manchester and Glasgow. So Dom Gozirowski from Manchester, from the Manchester office. Hi, Nigel. Lovely to be here. And Ibinabo Osasona from the Glasgow office. Hello, Nigel. It's a pleasure to be joining you here today. Welcome to you both and great to have you with us. Now, Dom and Ibinabo are actually joining us today to talk about the area of pensions law. This is one which we haven't looked at on the podcast before. And we're always trying to allow all of you as listeners just to engage a little bit and understand some of these different technical areas of law. What a career path might look like here, but also what is the law itself in these different areas? And Dom, if I was to come to, to you first, just as we kick off, why do we, why do we need to have pensions law? Well, <laughs> let, me, uh, let me bring you in with a bit of a story. Let's set the scene. Imagine an empty yacht, the open sea, and the discovery of a body. Millionaire newspaper publisher Robert Maxwell is dead. He disappeared overboard from his private yacht early this morning while cruising off the Canary As more Island. details of the late Robert Maxwell's business dealings are uncovered, it's becoming clear that Britain's high street bank stands to lose the most. Robert Maxwell inhabited a realm of lies. Many people knew this, but kept their counsel. So in the early 90s, the media was absolutely abuzz with the mysterious discovery of an empty yacht, Lady Ghislaine in the Atlantic Ocean. And this yacht belonged to Robert Maxwell, who was at the time a media tycoon with a vast financial empire. Maxwell was an enormous figure in British national life. Um, he was mostly a media mogul at the time of his death. He owned Mirror Group newspapers and the New York Daily News. But among his many businesses, he, had, he was the owner of the Oxford United and um, Derby County Football Clubs. And really, his story was quite amazing. He rose from uh, impoverishment. He was a Czechoslovakian refugee and then became a decorated war hero, a businessman, a labor MP, and then finally a media mogul, amassing private jets, helicopters, helicopters, Rolls Royces, and yachts en route. The intrigue surrounding his disappearance set up a chain of events that eventually exposed the mismanagement of pension funds within, the, within his companies. The empty yacht was a prelude to a financial scandal. Trading in shares in Mirror Group newspapers and the Maxwell Communication Corporation has been suspended for the second time Mirror in a month. Mirror Group newspapers has just said that significant assets of their pension fund had been lent or transferred to private companies controlled by Robert Maxwell, apparently without due authority. The latest revelations surrounding the Maxwell empire are probably the most damaging yet. The resignation last night of Kevin and Ian Maxwell from the board of Mirror Group newspapers signalled the start of a huge inquiry into allegations that Robert Maxwell used some £300 million from the Mirror Pension Fund to prop up some of his other troubled companies. Employees and ex-employees have had to endure weeks of speculation following Maxwell's death, the daily headlines charting the fall of a once powerful business empire. As investigations unfolded, it was revealed that Maxwell had been diverted substantial sums from the Mirror Group newspaper's pension fund to prop up his failing businesses. So really, his death on the 5th of November 1991 really shocked the country. But shocked quickly turned to anger within weeks. There was a 
£460 million hole in the pension funds of his companies. He was a borrower of almost unimaginable scale, and he had illegally raided the funds to prop up his empire. And of course, at the time, the remedy in law for you know, embezzling the pension fund would be, would be it was fraud. And Dom, just to, just to be clear, as you say, so this this hole, as you, as you say, just for some, you know, our, our listeners who were aiming at people coming through school and college and university. So that so that that black hole is basically money that everyone over their careers has been paying into their pension fund every month from their salary. And suddenly that money has disappeared that they would be relying on in retirement. That was a, a, a huge, huge shock to the public. And in fact, the. Uh, the Mirror Group pensioners had a whole campaign. Um, mm. So I wouldn't normally recommend it, but if you Google naked pensioners, <laughs> that was the name. Of, well, that was one of the names of the campaigns because they were saying, actually, we've been, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been left with nothing. Yeah. Eventually, the government um, took on some of the debt and uh, basically secured some of those savings so people weren't left destitute in their, in their old age. But it obviously gave the government pause to think and they decided they wouldn't want to be in the same situation ever again, which is why the First Pensions Act was enacted in 1995. And really, we only recently had the Pension Schemes Act in 2021, which came into force on the 1st of October. And that's the latest link in the chain of legislation that wow. actually began after Maxwell. So he has a long, long wow. um, pensions legacy. <laughs> Yeah. So this is basically, Dom, I suppose, this whole thing of, as you say, how do we avoid this happening again? How do we regulate this? And that's where your area of practice has grown, therefore, in, in that sense. As you say, it's almost putting the guardrails around this happening again. Yeah, very much so, because when you think about it, it's quite, um, like, pension is a very unusual type of investment, isn't mm. it? Yeah. You know, you, it is your money, and yet you can't access it for many, many decades. So you can completely see how making sure that it's managed on your behalf in a way that, you know, that is fair, um, is actually a very, very important and a very complex area of law. Yeah, very good. Thank you. And um, and I suppose, you know, you've referenced there, there was an original act in 1995, and then there was there were acts much more recently as well. So I, I get the feeling, as you say, this has been like a drip drip of like legislation changing and being updated as it's gone through yeah very much so and also pensions are actually surprisingly very much linked to the um, uh, to the current economic climate so right. yeah. so so um uh, it, it, legislation is updated the way pensions funds are structured is changing as well uh so the so uh, the way there are different employer obligations that are also evolving to make sure that um that Pensions are an affordable contribution, both for employees, but also for the employers as well. Mm. So there are all kinds of ways in which the government wants to sort of wants to make sure that uh, everyone is saving appropriate amounts for their old age and that the money is being looked after well. Yeah, no, that makes that makes that makes complete sense. Um, I mean, yeah, we can come on to it to explore some some more of these points a, a little bit in in a while um, and. I suppose, you know, a question perhaps to both of you, and I don't know which one of you would, would like to kick off, you know, obviously, as I say, we've, we have people listening who are who are just thinking about their legal career or thinking about areas of law that, that might be interesting for them. Um, I mean, you've mentioned already about it's a very much a long term thing, as you say, it's about putting money aside. Um, so 
from when from when you're young and throughout your career then towards when, when you're older um is is this very much something that people at the beginning of their careers need to be thinking about i know we're not giving advice by the way just to say that everyone <laughs> of course but but in terms of um, but in terms of you know when people and i suppose how you both got interested in it as well but yeah the relevance of this to early stage people and people if they're embarking on a career in the legal sector i guess i was thinking Well, I guess um, for our younger listeners, shall we yeah. say, um, for me, it's about financial literacy. And okay. yeah. I know a lot of people are focused on this topic, mm. given today's climate, you know, cost yeah. of living crisis. There's a lot of things about money that is in the media um, that can often scare a lot of people. Mm. Um, when in fact it's it's really good to have podcasts like these that talk about pensions that allow people to, to become more aware um, and pensions isn't something that you should just consider when you're nearing your 50s or your 60s you know it's something that um, younger people should also be thinking about and even parents for their children um, for example um, you can set up pensions for your children, um, such as a junior pension like a SIP. Um, for this, uh, there's an annual contribution limit of up to £2,880 each financial year that you can contribute. And then on top of that, there is some tax relief where the government will contribute another 20%, effectively pushing um, the annual savings limit up to £3,600. So if you think about um, opening a children's pension, for example, when they're they're just born, you're looking at saving over £60,000 by the time um, they get to, you know, their retirement age. So it's, it's, it's a fantastic tool to set your family up for the future. Um, so it's something that we should all be thinking about earlier rather than later. Yeah. And I guess after the past few years when um, we were locked up and, you know, we had nothing else to do but to, to read and watch the news and, you know, go on social media, I think we're all a bit more aware of how our decisions and our actions of today can affect our future. So um, pensions is definitely something that um, we should all be thinking about um, straight away and we shouldn't leave it till later. Thank you, Ibinava. And I suppose that what well, that makes me think about, I mean, you certainly made the case there that, as you say, it's, it's and I guess I'm thinking about your, the clients and other work you do as well, that you need to, it's it's an issue for the whole of society, basically. So for your clients that you're working with, they're thinking, as you say, whether it's about the more senior people or also the more, you know, the other people have issues where they're managing it for, you know, people at more the beginning of their careers as well. So fascinating. Thank you. So absolutely. So I completely I can I completely agree. And I was, I was just saying before we started, wasn't I? I said certainly for our, our three children uh, who are probably at an age where they could start thinking about this now. So I'll remind them as well. That's certainly <laughs> something I should certainly something I should be doing. And that's um, if you're under eighteen, Nigel. You're you're in charge of setting it up. So ah, so they're all over now. So it's their responsibility. There you go. So, <laughs> but but I need to remember them. You know. Anyway, this is not anyway. This is let's um, let's stay let's stay on let's stay, stay on point. But thank you. The great point. Um, and I suppose as we get more, so we thought about, as you say, Dom as well, and Ibn Abi, you thought we thought about the context. So the context almost where did this 
you know, how do some of these issues arise? So the Robert Maxwell case, that led to some government regulation that has kept coming through right to the present day. We thought about the whole of society and the way it's relevant to absolutely everyone. So now, um, if we were to think, I suppose, about the legal side of things, um, Don, perhaps I'll I'll come to you first, then Ibinara, I absolutely uh, come to it. It'd be interesting to hear both your stories of this. Um, in terms of your pathway into this area, in the sense of, you know, your studies and then how you got interested, perhaps as you got placements or experience in, in work experience, I'd just be fascinated to hear that, because, again, that's a great, great bit of insight for our listeners. Um, so, Dom, I don't know if you want to kick off. That would be great. Yeah, happy to. Um, so my career path was a little bit unusual in as much as law is my second career. Um, so I, my first degree was in Spanish okay. and then I did a, a, a master's and, and, and a PhD. And um, then I lectured at university for a few years in the Spanish department. But I was, uh, um, I was ready for a new challenge. And, uh, and, and, and ready to move on to a slightly different sector. And I think I wanted a slightly different uh, pace as well. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that um, pensions law is, 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 is particularly great for, um, for feeling as though you're always learning. Very because nice. there is always legislation that's changing. Um, and... It, it, the economy is obviously changing all the time. There's always advice that your clients need. And so what really appealed to me about this area of law is the fact that you build really long-term relationships with people that you're advising. I think an interesting point for our listeners there, Dom, you know, and I'll come, Ibn Abba, come to yourself as well in a minute, is, is this thing about pace of careers, as you say. I think that's a really interesting thought of almost where do you feel, okay, I'd, I'd like it to go a bit more quickly or something, or I'd like it to feel a bit more commercial as an environment. I like the advising side of things or, or whatever it is. It's, as you say, there are a number of triggers there, aren't there, that make us think about career directions. But that's, no, that's some, that's some really good point. I, I love the point about always learning as well, because it's fast evolving as well as a sector. That's a really nice point too. And long-term relationships with clients, great. Um, Ibinabo, any, any for, for yourself? So uh, we've heard Dom's route via via university, via teaching, and uh, what about yourself? So for me, I was a bit more of a, a straight shooter slash falling <laughs> into law. <laughs> okay, yep. Um, so I did my LLB degree. Yep. Um, I was a joint honours with French as well so I did law in French oh, very nice. yeah. and then um, I did my diploma started my traineeship and um, then through all thanks to a LinkedIn message from my former colleague Alex Bradley um, I ended up doing pensions so um, it's not something that we are taught about um, at university mm. so it's very much an area of law where you have to be in it to learn about it and um, to become more experienced um, in it. So it's not something that anyone should feel pressured to know about prior to, um, you know, maybe doing a, a training seat in it or um, going for an NQ role, which is what I am uh, in pensions. And like Dom said, it's very, ever it's ever changing. Um, yeah. There's always something new to learn about, but it's an area that, of law that touches other areas of law. Mm -hmm. so for example, you know, we'll 
we'll, we will have dealings with employment or we'll have a hand in corporate transactions. It also um, has elements of data protection, data breaches in it as well. So pensions is something that affects everyone, like we've said before, but also various um, areas of the law. Um, so that's that's what I love about it. And, you know, it's not just a commercial um, sector. You are advising people. You're advising people at a very high level, but you can mm -hmm. also be advising um, just members of society that are trustees that want to, you know, okay. have a query or whatnot. So it's very sociable. Can be very high level can be very commercial it's an all-rounder very interesting and just to check a bit on it because you say because you we it's not one that you often do uh, during your studies so was your first experience literally that seat as a trainee was that was that when you first experienced it really so i didn't even do pensions as a trainee oh, okay okay my first wow. experience was getting the job, <laughs> the job. fantastic yeah so there's a lot of training materials that's available because it is such a niche area of law and because it isn't something that is actively taught at universities there might be modules here and there but um certainly from my experience there wasn't like a, a pensions course that i could take or anything like that so my first time experience it was literally on the job <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And you've also one thing from being in law firms myself for many years that you've you've painted an, a nice picture of for all of you listening as well, is this thought of actually you connect with other practice areas as well. So this whole idea, as you say, a project might include you're working with corporate or the, the employment team or, you know, as you say, data protection issues or whatever there is. So I suppose that leads you into nice, almost three dimensional projects in a way, which which feel quite um quite yeah, interesting I can imagine definitely it is very interesting because you're you're learning about um other areas of law as well and mm -hmm. you're learning how pensions interacts with that and you're able to incorporate that into your advice notes or and yeah. honestly build great internal relationships as well because um you're being brought up brought into a lot of um maybe new transactions or new deals new clients so um yes yeah, it's, it's it's a great um social can we say a social area of law in that respect at least yeah yeah yeah. very collaborative i suppose yeah, as, as that's well. good, yeah. Very, very collaborative no that's good dom, dom anything you'd like to add there as well in terms of your the daily daily experience both the internally or whatever yeah i would definitely agree with ibinavo that one of the great attractions of pensions is that um you know for example in the manchester office we deal with a lot with litigation a lot uh, okay. Yeah. Again, isn't something that people necessarily associate with pensions straight away, but um, the cases are can be incredibly interesting, and they have you know real life implications on how pension schemes are run. And the and the great thing as well about litigation and pensions is that you get to deal with um, both a very commercial side, so. Mm -hmm. You know, big companies, you know, either arguing with the trustees or with one another about pension contributions, and you know, and and, uh, the, okay. and, yeah. and the sums can be absolutely enormous. Right. Um, but then you also have, a, a, we often deal for the schemes that we advise on. We often deal with sort of, you know, your everyday complaints. So, for example, you know, somebody who says, "Oh, you know, I haven't been paid as much pension." as I should have been. Uh, okay. We very rarely get complaints about people <laughs> experiencing windfalls. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. So, 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 that's, so that's really, really, um, uh, really interesting. But there are all kinds of issues that can crop up 
when you're yeah. when you when you're receiving a pension also because that you know again in terms of the intersections a few years ago um new rules came in when it comes to pension sharing on divorce so actually that yeah. introduced a sort of a whole new complication into you know how you share marriage yeah, yeah, yeah. and people split up and things That's like that so yeah it's and also i would say you've mentioned you know several times that your 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 audience is is, is mainly students i'd say it definitely pays to be quite open-minded about about what um what practice area you, you, you're going to go into because many practice areas that on the outside look, can look quite glamorous. Um, once you're in them, actually, it, it can feel a little bit as though, you know, either the pace is too quick, can you sustain this for, you know, 20 years or maybe yeah, 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 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Or, you know, or some, what I'm saying is, particularly as a career changer, is I know that not every job feels on the inside the way it looks on the outside and yeah. i feel like pensions is one of the best kept secrets in the law because the work is incredibly interesting yeah it offers actually quite a reasonable work-life balance even yeah. you know even at the most high level yeah um and uh, uh and yet when you think about it if everybody you know Obviously, everybody has an idea when they finish law school as to of what course. they want to qualify into. And if everybody stuck to that idea, there'd be no pension lawyers. True, true. <laughs> I didn't know if there were any pension, any, any law students who, you know, come out of university thinking pensions, pensions. But actually, if you're open-minded enough, you may find that it offers a much more satisfying career than you had ever expected. No, I think that's I think that's absolutely fascinating. And and that point around, I, I love the phrase of the best kept secret, actually. Perhaps we'll use that as the title of the episode, we'll see. Domo Rubinabo, just one point I think you you hinted at there, where you say how interesting it is. So sometimes you might be advising the client might be the scheme as well, might be the scheme, the people or the does that mean the company, Dom, therefore, the company that's running the scheme, or often are they outsourced? And so it's a separate um a separate scheme that's being run outside of any client's business. Sorry, we may be getting a bit technical here, but I'm just—I was just curious. <laughs> we 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 are getting a little bit technical. So, very broadly speaking, most modern pension schemes are based on are under trust law. Okay. Yeah. So a pension scheme will have trustees yeah. who look after the pension scheme, and that's a separate entity from the employer who's contributing to the schemes. Yeah. If we're talking about occupational pension schemes, because of course there are private pensions as well, but that's a different subject. Um, so, 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 so we advise. I has. I, 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 I must add, not in the same schemes, but we will we no, do no, advise both yeah. employers and trustees. I see. We sort of see different sides. Yeah. I see. Got it. Okay. So, as you say, there are all these stakeholders in play in 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 the relevant situation or whatever. And sometimes you're advising one, sometimes you're advising the other, as you as you said. No, thank you. Okay. Let's. Um, I'm conscious of conscious of time as well because uh, I've already been told we're we're over twenty minutes. So, um, just so you mentioned, I mean, the best kept secret. Lots of really interesting cross teamwork, very collaborative, as you said. Um, Ibn Arbo, anything else to to add from your point of view? Anything you know in terms of well, not quite a day in the life, but things you really enjoy. I mean, you've hinted at some stuff already, but anything else you'd like to emphasize that you really, really enjoy about it? I'm quite sociable and I yeah. really like to 
you know, know about people, what's going on in their lives. And I deal with a lot of member complaints or internal dispute resolution procedure complaints. Okay. Um, And that can happen, you know, when a member of a pension scheme is not happy about something. I um, see. Escalated all the way up to ourselves as solicitors. And that really gives you a chance to get into the nitty gritty, you know, the details and um, try and figure out the best solution because ultimately, you know, trustees really do want the best for the members of the scheme. Yeah. So you're just looking at the facts from an objective point of view. Um, so yeah, that's that's one of the interesting aspects that I really like. It gives you the chance to just be a bit nosy, to say it quite <laughs> frankly. frankly. Um, so, so it's just a bit, so quite detective type work, detective type work a little bit. Precisely, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without heart palpitations of say like criminal law or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah detective work, investigations. I really enjoy that aspect of it. Very interesting. And actually, I was just going to end by actually trying to draw out some of these things for, again, for our listeners, thinking about the skills. So I suppose investigations is about asking good questions, no doubt, and following up. But anything else you'd highlight, Ibn Abba, and then Dom, I'll come to you perhaps. Just for skills, do you think are particularly useful in this area? I think research. Um, ah, okay. Yeah. Research skills. And yeah. honestly, most importantly, asking questions. Yeah. Having the confidence to do that can take you a long way. Mm-hmm. Seeing when you're stuck knowing yourself, knowing your abilities, uh, and just communication. Communication is key in the area of pensions. Um, deadlines, you know, timescales. Yes, of course. Communication yeah. is key. Yeah, yeah. and I suppose, yeah, I can, I can imagine there are some hard deadlines which you have to make for cutoffs for certain things, for example. Yeah. But honestly, it, pensions as well, I know we're rushed for time. It's, yeah. it's one of those where it's gone through so many processes, but... Mm where it comes to us as solicitors mm. so naturally things will take a long time because okay. it is a very complicated area of law and yeah. um, so that's when the communication asking questions making realistic deadlines all yeah. comes into play makes that makes complete sense and and dom just for yourself anything you'd add to or anything you particularly feel in terms of skills wise that you think either that you enjoy or, or just things to say do you know what if you're thinking about this hone your skills in this area a little bit Yes, I suppose I, I do have some advice, but uh, but it would be um, uh, it would be probably a little bit more general in as much as um, any experience you're getting now as a student in in you know in, in customer facing roles. Ah, yes, yeah. is absolutely golden. Okay, it's really really important to remember as a lawyer that actually you're advising someone who's buying a service from you essentially and it may be you know a high-end and expensive service it may be a service that requires a lot of sort of you know education and knowledge of the law but what, what the client also wants is to feel a little bit looked after yeah yeah <laughs> that makes sense and i think and i think yeah. um it, it's the it's the trainees and associates who can show that to the client that that's you know really stand out yeah that's really good. So that that whole thing of the relationship, the building that trust trusted space between you and and, and the client, so that um, well, I suppose you you need to help them be open for a start, don't you? You know, they need to be comfortable with you, so that they're going to be open and share stuff, and which are obviously under confidentiality and everything. But it's no doubt um, that's critical. Yeah. So as you say, make them feel looked after. That's brilliant. Thank you. Wonderful. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm 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 really conscious of um, 
of, of, of time, but that has been an absolutely fascinating insight into your world. Thank you so much, um, Dom and, and Ibn Abba. It's been absolutely a pleasure to, to hear all those different perspectives, the work you do, also where it all came from as well, looking back right to the beginning as well. I mean, fascinating. And and um so thank you so thank you so much for your time um and listeners what we'll do as always we'll we'll do a uh, there'll be a summary of the what we call the show notes on the platform for you and we'll also give you a few resources for you to um listen to or links to go to just to explore this area in a little bit more detail but uh but yeah just to say a massive thank you dom and ibn Abo for your time and um good luck with all your all your work and uh, thank you for sharing this with all our listeners thank you so much for having us thank you it's been a pleasure and listen again to reimagine law soon 